Why would we go? <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome to the, the highs and lows with John and Vex. Yes, welcome. And, um, well... We've had technological <laughs> difficulties so many things. galore. So many reasons. Your laptop broke and then worked and then broke and then worked. And now it seems to be working. I think we stuck it in a drawer for about a three month. weeks, a month or <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. and then you... And voila! Yeah, I don't know. It's... <sighs> so we're recording in hopes it will be able to edit. Because my laptop's a dinosaur. Your so laptop is it so old. doesn't want to do anything that I want it to. At least we're somewhat set up to be able to do it on your laptop now. Because previously we didn't have any information there and it's all stored on my on my laptop. I know, right? Um, so I've managed to cloudify that for us. So this is just going to be yet another catch-up episode. <laughs> we didn't do our end of month for May, I think it was. Whatever last month was, that one. Yeah, I don't know what, what year it is at all, really. So what's new? What's been happening? What have you been up to? Well, first and foremost, we finally, finally celebrated the fact we got married a year ago. Yes, we did. We finally had our wedding I'm very relieved to have been able to get that. Anniversary. Get it out of the way. Not <laughs> get it over with, but yeah. just like... To just be, to have that happen. To be able to have it. Yeah, well, the first time around it got cancelled because COVID lockdowns happened. And then the second time around, it got cancelled because... Well, COVID lockdowns. Still kind of COVID lockdowns, and then just, like, financially things were happening, and we were just... We just had C, and... It's yeah. a whole lot of stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, and so we committed to having this party, and, and I'm glad we committed, because it definitely wouldn't have happened without commitment, because pretty much everything that could go wrong did. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I believe Almost. it was the morning of the party and you're like, and you were just saying, I think we should cancel. Maybe we should cancel. Yeah. And I think it was your mum that's just said, no. Oh, we're doing this. This is going to happen. You're going to get to have this party. I don't care what we have to do. <laughs> so alarm. And it was good. We had our party. It was lovely. We had all three of our children for the party, which we nearly weren't going to have right. one of them for. Um, two of them spent most of it inside sleeping because they were ill, but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, we were all here. It was lovely. We had our people. We had our food. We had food. We had alcohol. We had drinks. We had coffee. Coffee. I didn't drink any coffee. I wanted to. At one point, I'm like, yes, okay, I'm going to have a coffee right now. And then I got called away because of the children, I think. Yeah, yeah. I managed a (laughs) glass of champagne. And that was about all I managed for the entire yeah. party. Well, yeah. we got a couple of bites of our cake. That's true. <laughs> I ended up getting a... I took a piece, and then I had half of it, and then you asked if there was pieces left, and I'd just come in from in, outside, and you were in the kitchen. And so I said, oh, yeah, I saw a couple of pieces. And, and then went, went out to get, out one, to and get they were... one, and they were gone. Yeah, but I did And so get I just gave you the rest of, of my piece. Aww. I think there was actually about an hour and a half into the party where we ran into each other in the hallway and it was like, oh, it's nice to see you at our wedding party. Hi, you exist. <laughs> you still live here? Yeah, yeah, That's we're still good. married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, I guess rewinding the week leading up to the party, Elle had a pretty big surgery. Yeah, Elle had... yeah, he had his tonsils out. 
And his adenoids. And part, well, not all of his adenoids, no. part of his adenoids, which does sound strange, admittedly, and I can explain it. Nah, it doesn't matter. People okay. will know. Who and cares? And he you... put back in his ears. Right, another set of grommets, yeah. because one of his ears was just full of fluid again. So, he's been in the trenches. Oh, yeah. Um, and then as part of that, a person who shall remain unidentified and nameless threatened to withhold him from his usual time with you for no good reason other than they wanted to. Mm. Um, so that was fun. So we had a bit of a legal kerfuffle on our hands sorting that one out. Yeah, so we had tea for most of the week. So we'd had them last week, kind of the Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Then they yeah. went back to the, their other home for the weekend. And then we saw Elle in the hospital on Tuesday. And then we went to pick up tea from daycare Tuesday night and we ended up having him all the way through until today, which is Sunday afternoon, which is the longest he's had with us in a long time. Yeah. It was lovely. I mean, it's weird now. Like, the house feels very empty. Oh, it always does. It sucks. And I think, I mean, C enjoyed having at least one of his brothers here for a bit longer than they usually are. Yeah. Um, he... He just loves them and he just wants to interact with them he and play with them play and with be them. one of them. And, and they're just like, you don't understand how to play with us, so <laughs> we love you, but go away. I mean, all he does is grab and yes. end up scratching and pulling mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I got, part of it. I got to feel like what it would feel like to have two kids. <laughs> it was quite manageable. Two is manageable. Especially because T's nearly four. Yeah. Yeah, he's old enough to I mean, have I, more independence. When and... we had the boys full-time, like, I was the one looking after them all of the time. But that was hard because they were a lot younger. Like, Elwood's one. Yeah, he just and literally just turned one. And... He was two and a half. Yeah. So. Younger and They were young different. and it was hard. But yeah. I would say, like, a four-year-old and a ten-month-old was fairly manageable. But we were glad to have them all home, even if it just meant we were playing musical beds. Because as it turned out, T had an ear infection. Yeah. So he came down with fevers on Friday night, which we were just, like, managing and monitoring to see if they'd go away. And they didn't, so we'd gone to a doctor, and yeah, he was sick. So we had two kids with, you know, fevers and pain med schedules and (laughs) a party to run and all the things happening. It was a thing, and it was a time. and It was a time in our lives. And yeah. now we're sitting here in our bed with our wine that we got given as one of our gifts. One of our gifts? Yeah, yeah. it's wedding wine. Wedding wine. Do we want to talk about what else dramatically happened leading up to this party? <clears throat> well, look, we've started with the most recent stuff, and maybe we go back to the start of the book and then come forward. The start of the book? Well, I Who's guess like book? May. Our book, you know. Oh. The, maybe the start of the chapter. Maybe the start of the May. chapter. Do you remember anything that stood out from May? I don't remember more than last week. To be perfectly <laughs> I like honest. I don't remember yesterday barely. I feel like May was a lot of. Okay, well, we moved. Preparation. Obviously, we moved. Our last podcast was. We were moving. Oh, that's right, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we moved. We got somewhat settled in our new place. We've had a hell of a time with the real estate of our old place. Oh, yes. We do not have our bond back, but they don't have it either. They are being absolute tools. Um, Turns out every review ever of them is that they 
hold on to everyone's bond for stupid reasons. Prior to this, we had a perfect rental history, and now I'm not so sure. It's really good. Mm, um, so that marvelous. was a hell of a lot of stress. Like, they were just making us jump through hoop after hoop after hoop, and it's in dispute resolution, and yeah, it was shitty. But it's somewhat settled for now, while we wait for dispute resolution. Yeah, we um, don't hear from them now, which is good. Because no, the last time we got an email from them, which was an invoice for payment for, for something. Money. And we said, if you keep doing this, we'll sue you for harassment, and we haven't heard from them since. Yeah, which was really nice. When in doubt, just tell someone you'll sue them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the funny thing is they stopped, which makes me think they know that they were harassing us. Oh, I mean... Because why would you stop? I mean, come on. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think everyone who gets told that harassing someone knows that, yeah, you're right, yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> harassing them. But yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember the last episode. But we moved out here because it was a house closer to the new job that I'd gotten. And then about a week after we moved out here, my old job called and asked if I wanted the job back. Which it turns out you and did. And we ended up going there because greater flexibility and lifestyle, lifestyle, and everything it's like that. Definitely not money, but you know. No, it's not a money decision. Um, but it has helped us a lot. Especially not financially. <laughs> no, no, but every other way, it's it's helped us because I've been able to be home a bit more. Oh yes, I don't know if so... we've mentioned that on here, but yeah. So we did that, and then I started looking for work. I started looking for work mm-hmm. more seriously than I had been. I mean, I have been looking, and I've been happy to take anything that's come up, but nothing's had come up. Um. And I... Well, this was a funny thing, because you applied for this, I, and they no, said... No, 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 no. I'll okay. tell the story. All right, okay, all right, okay. Yes, boss. Ironically, I still run out for an op shop manager job, which is what I used to do. Yes. I loved. But it was for the same, like, umbrella of the church that I used to work for, which didn't end super well. Yeah. So I was... So I sent an email to the lady advertising the job, like, look, I have a bit of a history here. Is that going to be a problem? And she emailed me back and she goes, oh, the position's like actually already been filled, but thank you. So I never actually applied. I literally just sent an email saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Done, dusted, moved on, had a couple of other potential job leads I was chasing up. And then I got this phone call like two weeks ago now from the lady She's like, look, the lady that we had decided to employ has decided actually not to take the position for some some stuff's come up, blah, blah, blah. We're really interested to talk to you a little bit more. So ask me a few questions. Had a bit of a phone interview on the spot, basically. Yeah. Um, she was super keen. She's like, you know, can you send through your CV and any references you have? And, like, she also asked a bit about what happened in the last job, which, you know, I just kind of explained and... Um, she's like, okay, great, we want to interview you. So I was like, okay, well, this is super unexpected, but sounds good. Um, so I had my interview the next week, I think it was. Or I think it was that week she called me and she wanted me to feel like the next day, which I couldn't do with C, but anyway, made it work. Um, and within three days she'd called me, offering me the job. So mm-hmm. we are preparing for me to head back to work it might still be a few weeks before I start but we're trying to navigate how to do that one of my working days is thankfully a day that you have off yeah so that means yeah. C only needs care two days a week and 
don't know. I think it'll fit in well with our life. I'm definitely nervous about managing everything. Not like I'm not nervous about managing the job because like I know what I'm doing. Although it's always nerve-wracking to like start a new job. Start in someone yeah. new. Starting as the boss. That's yeah. always a fun yeah. a fun challenge. Um but like I have a family who's my first priority, which I've never had to worry about before. Like in working. Mm. Last time I was the boss. I was the boss and I lived on my own so I could just deal with it all. Now it's like, okay, I've got kids to prioritize and everything needs to happen. And thankfully it's only three days a week, so it's manageable, but yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I find myself even now like, oh, I should start contacting these people and doing this and doing that. It's like, no, Rebecca, you haven't started yet. You should just wait. <laughs> you don't actually have a contract. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Just just wait, <laughs> Rebecca, in case something falls through or in case something doesn't happen or even if it all goes through, you're not getting paid to do this yet. So, like, don't do this yet. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a project for me to sink my teeth into. Mm. I mean, you mentioned, like, starting off as the boss. And, I mean, that was the tricky thing. For your the last time you were the boss because you're a young female running an organization that's usually staffed by elderly people. The last one was trickier because they had they had a boss that they were happy with, and she lost her job for numerous reasons. So I was kind of stepping into her place, and in stepping in, I had some big changes to make. You know, so the. There'll be less opposition in this because they've never had, they're not set up yet. There will still absolutely be the opposition of a 70-year-old that looks at me and goes, what the hell do you know? This is how it should be done. That's going to be tricky. You know, that was a lot of what we talked about in my interview was like, you know, how do you respond to older people? How do you respond to criticism? How do you learn to, like, how does that go? And my honest answer was, like, I have no issues respecting older people. There's a lot you can learn from them. But, yeah, they absolutely look at me and go, what the hell would you know? And I don't look my age. Well, depends how tired I am. <laughs> but even still, my age isn't that old. So, you know, like, it's it's that whole... And, yeah, I'm a female. Yeah. You know, so... No, it'll be good for you. I'm, re- I'm really glad that you're getting... I think the stupid to thing... To do this. The stupid thing... Is that now neither of us lives close to our jobs. I'm <laughs> half an hour one way and you're half an hour the other way. And I was like, where the heck do we put C? Like, do we put him in daycare? Do we not? If we do, where do we put him? Because you're going to be the one that's going to have to leave work if he's sick because you have sick leave and I don't. Like, mm. But then I was like, well, if I put him close to my mum's, then worst case, my mum could always go and get him if he's sick or something. And, you know, and if I put him in daycare, will he be sick all the time? So then we talked about getting a nanny and like, well, if we could get a nanny and they could get stuff done in the house, which I think is the way we will go, at least initially. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be better for everyone to kind of ease us through the transition and see how it works. Because sometimes it works really well and other times it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, this is just totally new territory really to both of us I don't this isn't really territory you've been in before I have never been part of a power couple <laughs> it's true we've always been a power couple what are you talking about <laughs> okay a, but like we were a power couple from the get-go a, a dual income family power couple 
Well, I does was, that specify it a bit further? I was more talking about you've never been in the scenario of like what to do with kids when someone goes back to work. No, that's not been a thing. Yeah. It'll be a challenge. It'll be a fun challenge, and I think it's one that will... I'm most nervous about managing T&L and that whole situation yeah. through it, because that's... When we get weeks like this that's week... That's fluent. Fluent? Like, fluid. Fluid, I believe is the word you're yeah. looking for. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. That's a fluid situation where, although we have court orders, apparently court orders don't necessarily uh, mean... Well, they're not hard and fast. No, sadly not. Which in some ways is good, but in some ways is bad. You know, and we have to spend a lot of time still fighting battles that we shouldn't have to fight. So, you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It will be. But we'll get there. I mean, I was just referring to my original question was, what else happened leading up to the wedding reception that was dramatic? I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing dramatic happened. Mm. So there were certain members of the family that were not at our wedding reception. Are we going to well, go yes. there? We don't have to say who, but... No, look, there were some people that weren't invited because... Many reasons. Some toxic behaviours, um, and let's just say bad vibes... Sure. <laughs> That's the low-key way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were some other people that were offended by our choice not to invite said people. And instead of respecting our choice as adults about our wedding reception, they thought that changing our minds or trying to change our mind was the best way to go. But not directly. No, no. They couldn't just directly have the conversation with us. They went through someone else. I just, I don't, and I don't think I ever will. I don't understand the idea that wedding, well, any, any events is the time to try and resolve any kind of issue. Like you've already got so much going on with trying to just set up an event. Okay. So here's what I do understand about that sentiment. I understand that sometimes you have to be polite because of what the event is. So say it's a funeral. You might have to see people in your family that you don't get along with. You be polite for that day because it's not about you. That I understand. Mm. But that's not you need to resolve the issue to be there together. That's just you need to be able to put on a, a brave face and be polite for the sake of whatever a wedding's not that because you don't you're not you're not like well again different if it was someone else's wedding and we were invited and they were invited and then yes we'd be polite but it's our wedding why would we invite people that we don't get along with Mm. and that we cut out of our life for a very good reason like Mm. that's what i yeah yeah. i don't don't, it's a stupid idea um but no, what got me was just the lack of respect for our boundaries. Because it's one thing to like approach us and just be like, hey. I have these opinions. Yeah, I feel like this isn't okay, but, you know, do you, do you, want, do you want to help me understand? Or, But instead it was just, well, I don't understand and I don't like it. And we even explained why and got no response. 
But then it's like, I'll get someone else to like talk to you and try to understand why and try to change your mind. No, no thank you. Not your job. Also none of your business. That kind of led to us being in a really awful position of like, well, now we don't want you there either. Because, <laughs> I mean, for us, it, like, I guess this wedding reception for us was uh, sometimes we get to have nice things. And even then, we still had a lot of moments of like, this is exactly why we can't have nice things. <laughs> because everyone breaks them. <laughs> we just haven't been able to... Every time we've tried to do anything nice, it has been ruined by... Someone or some other one. Yeah. Basically. And it's just... Yeah, and that's so exhausting. And so it was it just... Is. It was... We were just determined... It was really important to be able to have something... For us, specifically for us. That was just about us. Yeah. It wasn't about family drama or the boy's mother or... Anyone. Anyone. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was really frustrating and emotional and stressful and chaotic. And, I mean, I suppose we both know that that's not over. <laughs> like, it's not like we've had the party we just haven't invited these people, and that's the end of the story. Unfortunately, they're people that will always be somewhat around, and eventually something will have to give. But I'll tell you what won't give, because I'm on my high horse ranting at the moment. Mm, do share. We are not apologising for things that are not ours to apologise for. That's true. That's my biggest... Like, I don't feel bad thing. for anything that was said. Not at all. We told the truth. Or any decisions that were made or boundaries kept. Like, I don't feel bad about them. Well, I wish we exactly. didn't have to do that. Well, yeah, exactly. But I'm not mad. No one wants to set such we... boundaries, especially with family. I don't regret. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. It's my favourite. <laughs> no. I want, I want a tramp stamp that says that. No regrets. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Give me enough wine and a bite. You have enough troubles committing to the even just the idea of a tattoo that you would hate it. I would like to think that my commitment issues are slowly fading. Yeah? I, I mean, a, I hope so. I you have committed a child. to, like, being married to me. Yeah, but that could end. <laughs> no! That's... Yeah, I guess that's the problem, isn't it? But, like, I have a child. You can't get rid of him. But here's the thing. I still don't know how people just decide to have a baby in... Because, like, we didn't decide to have C. That's true. We absolutely went. It just happened. I mean, we absolutely, like, <laughs> decided that we would see what happened. Knowing that We it, opened the door to possibility. Yeah, knowing that it could well result in a baby. We were sceptical that it would due to a lot of my health circumstances. But, you know, having him was not like I've actively decided to commit to this. Yeah, true. And then it was yeah. like, okay, well, he's here now. There's nothing I can do about it. I still can't, I can't commit to having another kid, that's for sure. But there's so many good reasons that you can't commit. Yeah, but I mean, the whole point of this was why I don't know if I can commit to tattoos. Because as much as my commitment issues have sort of got better, they sort of haven't. Also, <laughs> we don't have any money for tattoos, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> Every time I think I'm going to get a tattoo, it's like, oh, there goes our savings account for a lawyer again. Oh, good. So <laughs> for anything really. We still haven't got rid of your stupid tattoo on your chest. Have we told the podcast world about your tattoo? I don't know. 
John. Do people refer to it as the podcast world? I don't know, but John has a tattoo <laughs> above his left nipple that is a symbol that he got with his ex-wife. And if ever, boys and girls, you need a lesson of what not to do, it's that. Don't go and get tattoos with your significant other. I don't care how significant they are. It's a bad idea. Well, here's the better lesson. When you're getting tattoos, make sure it's someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, so it's one you can get removed. Because his is like the most blot, thick, dark, stupid... God, it's a nightmare. But the podcast is getting the real me tonight. (laughs) No, no, but the real problem with this, and this is purely from an artistic point of view, is, so, yeah, you mentioned that it's like a block, Mm. but when you get, like, a block, black kind of tattoo, like, they do an outline and then fill it in. Mm. But what the artist who did this somehow failed to grasp is the fact that when you've got... Well, (laughs) we'll just... We'll leave that word in place. But when you're doing... A block of anything black, and you're doing an outline first, you you, you don't use black for the outline <laughs> colour, because then when you fill it in, you've just got... Black on black like, on black? You've just got a line of mm. a very obvious black that goes around the black. Yes, well, look. I mean, your other tattoos are so well done. Yeah. This one is just shit. Well, I actually went to a reputable tattoo parlour. Yeah. Do they call them tattoo parlours? I don't know. Needless to say, the next time we have money, if that ever happens in this crazy day and age, we do that know some thing good... is going. It has to go. It just yeah, I've been so I'd... fucking ugly. I'd love for it to not be there. It's not even just like the fact that you you got it with your ex wife that's annoying. It's just a really ugly tattoo. <laughs> like it's not a nice tattoo. <laughs> it's like at least if it was nice, you could live with it. But it's like, oh. It's just there. So, anyway, that's my rant about tattoos. For full context, it's a Shadowhunters rune. (sighs) If anyone knows what that is, and I won't explain any further. Speaking of money. I love money, but we don't have much of it. The freaking cost of living. Holy shit. The cost of fuel and groceries. I would just like to buy a block of cheese that doesn't cost $8. I mean, look, rent, thankfully, miraculously, we pay less of than we were paying. Yeah. That is a miracle in this day and age. Yeah. We also live in the middle of nowhere to make that happen. But, you know, I, I just, I kept being like, oh, the grocery prices aren't affecting us that badly. Until they started affecting us. Until it was like, holy shit, like, it doesn't matter how cheaply I shop, this is costing us so much money. I think if we just, I think if we just ate two minute noodles would be okay though. The problem is I eat, like, intolerances, like, I need (laughs) gluten free. And the second you need gluten free everything and lactose free dairy, (laughs) like, farewell money. We literally get paid and within three days it's gone. By the time I pay just, like, the bills. And sometimes I don't even get to make all the bills. And just, yeah, rent, food, and groceries. It's like, oh, it was nice seeing you in our bank account for three minutes. Mm. So, that's super I love that feeling. Like, you get paid. Yes, I'm rich. Oh, but... But I'm literally like, oh, I'm going back to work. Yay. But then I'm like, okay, but by the time I just pay for, like, the second car that we'll need. And the fuel. And what's I mean? Like, all the car costs. And then... 
childcare for C. That'll probably be most of that money. Most of it gone. So I don't know if we're gonna have savings accounts anymore. <laughs> but look, Honestly. if you want to get out of the renting market, according to certain people who used to be prime ministers of Australia, just buy a house. Just buy, yeah, sure, yeah. Just buy a house if you want to get out of that market. It's you. You won't. I keep it. seeing people like having a hissy fit about, you know, you need to have so much money saved to buy a house, right? Yeah. But it's like, but the amount we are all paying in rent and have consistently paid equals way more than that, and yet it's still not good enough. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we have such a good rental history, and we've consistently paid so much money per week towards rent, and yet... It like, should literally it's be just, it's part of the considerations. And I've experienced this outside of even just home buying. But if you've been paying 400 bucks of rent three years Hmm. and you go for a loan where the repayments are going to be less than 400 bucks that should qualify you because okay they've been paying this for this long they can obviously afford this but they don't look at that they go yeah but do they have savings because if they have savings then they can afford it that's i think that's going to have to change because in this day and age like no one has savings everyone i talk to that had savings account pretty much no longer has them because cost of living has just gone so high. And so it's honestly like, okay, at some point they're going to have to change what their standard is for letting people buy a house. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, where would we even buy a house? (laughs) Like if we had the money, I don't even know where because you work on the Gold Coast. I'm going to be working in Brisbane. The boys currently live in Brisbane, but apparently they're moving elsewhere. It just, I don't know, it's a changing goalpost. Yeah. But I mean, even on just the ability to buy, I remember seeing, and I I feel like this is probably just for the the American market, but I feel like it's appropriate. But it is literally harder to be able to afford a house now than it was to be able to afford a house in the Great Depression. I know, I read that. It was so wild. I think back in the Great Depression, the average annual income was 22% of the cost Mm -hmm. of a house, and now it's 14%. It's insane. Which is ridiculous. So, you know. But on that note. Go jump a cliff, boomers. Life hack for everyone else who's probably struggling as much as we are. I have discovered... What are they called? Like food banks? Storehouses? I don't know what they're called. I don't know what you would call them, no. But... I mean, I, f- I knew of one. Okay, so I knew they existed last time I was managing an op shop because I'd refer people to them all the time. Um, and then we in, yeah, last year, I was like, when did we go through family court last year? And we were just struggling galore because I was pregnant and couldn't work and we were in court and... Everything was happening. Um, one near us was actually closing down, and so they had a really big sale. So I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there, get some stuff. It'll be good. It'll be cheap, whatever. Realized, hey, this could actually be really helpful, and then haven't really used them since. But recently discovered another one, and it is, like, amazing how helpful it is to just be able to go and get even, like, a free loaf of bread and just some cheap snacks. Like, yeah. for you and for the boys and whatever. Like, even if I don't get a heap of, like, 
everything we use all the time. Just that stuff. Snack food is weirdly expensive. It is. And I, you know, I, I like to bake as much as I can, but I don't have a ton of time. And I'm certainly not going to when I work. It's so helpful to just be able to get that stuff. Yeah. And definitely like free bread. Because, I mean, the boys eat sandwiches galore. We go through so much bread. Um, and bread is not that cheap anymore. It's still mm. cheaper than a lot of things, but it's not that cheap. But it's also oh. good when you can get cheaper gluten-free bread. Well, this is the thing. Because the, gluten-free bread is The one just... I've been going to, I've been getting two loaves of gluten-free bread for a dollar. It is currently $4.20 at Aldi for a loaf of gluten-free bread, which is way more than it used to be. I go in there and I stock up on random things that we'll use. I got like a huge tub of Greek yogurt for like a dollar as well, which I use for everything. So, I mean... It used to be, for me, this stigma around places like that, where it was like, oh, like, like the first time I walked into one, I mentally had a really hard time with it. Mm. It's like, no, I, I want to be able to afford life, whatever. But it's like, no, this is actually just really helpful and amazing that this exists and that it exists without a whole bunch of hoops to jump through. Because they don't have things like this in the States. Like, one of our good friends in the States was telling us neither of them had a job through COVID. And I was saying to her, like, well, can you just go, like, do you have food banks, whatever? She's like, no, you get certain food stamps and stuff like that, but only, like, they didn't qualify. Even though they had no income, they somehow still didn't qualify for food aid. Whereas this is literally, you just walk in. You don't need to prove to anyone why yeah. you're there or what your income is or anything else. And this isn't to say that like everybody should go to these places. I mean, if you can if you can afford to buy your groceries. Yeah. Buy your groceries, like be responsible for yourself. Yeah. But, but for if people you're struggling like us that are going, okay, we have three kids to feed and bills to pay and there's nothing wrong with accepting help. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been so... a big lesson. It does help that L is toilet training as much as that's been a nightmare. He doesn't need nappies yeah. <laughs> half as often as he used yeah. to. To be fair, though, we did buy a whole bunch of nappies in bulk for him a long time ago, and he's not here often enough to use them. He's not been too bad. We now only have one child that needs nappies, so that is good. Well, I mean, Elle but still speaking uses of nappies, them, though, but not as much. Friggin' Huggies changed their, I want to say their recipe. <laughs> yeah, in case anyone who's not Australian is listening to the podcast, Huggies is like... The be-all end-all The be-all and end-all of nappies in Australia. They're supposed to be the best quality and the leading everything and, and everything. we somehow managed to create a child that has really sensitive skin. What a surprise. For anyone that actually knows us, John's family all has skin issues except for John, basically, I think. <laughs> And I have, like, severe eczema and allergies and blah, blah, blah. Um, so C also is really sensitive. So I thought, oh, great, we'll just put him in the Aldi nappies like the boys always had. They were great. We loved those. Yeah. Lo and behold, he breaks out in a rash from everything except the expensive nappies. Mm-hmm. But Huggies have become crap quality. They've become really thin and really my mum's group has been blowing up about it. Um, and so we won't be doing that for him anymore. We'll be finding something else. Well, what's the point in paying that much money, More money for those nappies for when you could just be buying the cheap ones? Yeah, well, exactly. Um, it's just, there's no, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to cut this whole rant out of this podcast. Why not? Why? Um, 
I'm trying to think what else has been happening in our lives. I found someone that makes elderberry syrup. I'm glad you finished that sentence. I found someone. (laughs) So she makes elderberry syrup and she makes it with like raw honey and like all the right spices and things. And I've been drinking it deliciously when I've like... Deliciously? I don't know. I'm tired. I've been drinking a lot of it, especially the last few days when I could feel myself starting to come down with a bit of a cold. Yeah. And it has worked wonders. It's magic. That's one of those supplemental things that I don't mind spending a little bit of money on because it does work. Mm-hmm. And it is cheaper than me getting sick and everything just like grinding to a halt. <laughs> so <laughs> That is a good thing. I'm going to... Um, what else? What else has been happening in well, the little world? the boys have decided that they really like my wedding ring. Right. We've been well, teaching them about the words. We teach about marriage. Around marriage and weddings and husbands and wives. And... <laughs> we also taught tea vagina this week. <laughs> <laughs> because we had to about... learn it at some point. Well, we're talking about tree wees. Because they, they regularly do their weeds outside on trees. Yeah. I'm like, well, girls... T was doing a tree wee. And it just went wrong. And it, it, went just, south. <laughs> it just went south or north or, I don't know, it went a different direction. So it ended up on him. And he was a bit upset. And I was like, you know what? This is what happens when girls try to do tree wees together. We get it all over us. Because, you know, we don't have penises that we can aim. He's kind of looking at me. And then John piped up because I refuse to teach him these things. John's like, <laughs> girls have vaginas. I'm like, and he's like, oh. So then he was like listing though. He was like, so I have a penis and Elle has a penis. And daddy, you have a penis. And Bugabe has a small penis. It's a little penis. It's a little yeah. penis. <laughs> but Mama Bex, you don't have a penis. Like, no, no, I don't. So that's been really fun. <laughs> um, he's also been learning about breasts because every time I wear a slightly low-cut shirt, he's like... What are these? He pokes them. So I've also been teaching him again, like, those are somewhere that you don't touch without consent. But, yeah, what are these? So that's been fun. They've been obsessed with your watch as well. Yeah, uh, T loves the watch. So we're going to get T a watch for his birthday, I think. I don't know if L likes the watch. I think he just likes it because he T likes it. He just likes to... Be like his big brother. He does. He just wants to do everything he does, which is exhausting, I think. But yeah, I think I may have accidentally kind of promised that you could give your engagement ring to T to give to a girl when he's older. Are you going to get me a new one? No, you just, it's like an, it becomes an heirloom. So I'm just going to stop wearing it at some point. To yeah, fair, when you're like 60. To be fair, I don't wear it a lot because it, catches on the kids like I wore it yesterday and then it scratched him I mean when are the boys actually going to get married though I mean let's stop never they're not allowed exactly so So you won't have to worry about it until you're like 16 you don't even wear rings anymore I co-slept with T the other night (laughs) so we were playing musical beds as we do because that's right so Friday night Elle came home and he was in all kinds of broken state with his recovery. So you were with him. Yeah. Um, and he came down with a fever. So he came in bed with me. And I regret it. <laughs> I regret it so much. He just like Regrets. talks and kicks. And at 2 a.m. he woke me up because he needed a hug. Which... <laughs> normally is adorable. It's like, I would love nothing more than to hug you, my child. But in this case, it was like, 
you could just hug me without waking me up. I'm right here. Why did you? He literally, like, wakes me up. Mama Bex, I need a hug. You need to give me a hug. <sighs> That's the thing. He doesn't want to give a hug. He yeah, needs to receive you a hug. need to give me a hug. Like, okay, kid, I get that you're not feeling well, but I want some sleep. <laughs> this was after he's, like, kicked me, and he keeps tossing and turning and talking, and, like, geez, it was fun. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I've not slept in a bed with him since he was Little. two. Yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute, and um, it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had the other end of the scale where Elle just, I don't know what was going on, but I ended up sleeping in T's bed, which is across the room from Elle's bed. So I would get Elle to sleep, um, and he would request that I lay down next to him. Yeah, so he would in fall his little toddler bed. <laughs> in his little toddler bed, exactly. He would, he would fall asleep. I would extricate myself. Yeah, yeah. Get into T's bed, which is not quite big enough. And you would just close your eyes. And then Elle would wake. Daddy, and just, I need And you. just need to know that I was there. <laughs> Daddy. So. So I would wake up. Yes, yes, I'm here. It's okay. It's okay. Go back to sleep. And then he would go back to sleep. And then, and then I would go back again. to sleep and just rinse, repeat. It was, it was fun. In hindsight, what I should have done. Is I should have put them both in our bed with you in the middle. <laughs> I should have just gone to their room. <laughs> Honestly. Because, I mean, I was alternating between being awake with T and going to feed Z. Because he still wakes three times right. a night for a feed. Right. So, it was just... God, it was a nightmare. I mean... Which... But it's also one of those things in my life where it's like, okay, this sucks. But I may never get this again. Mm-hmm. T may never co-sleep again. This is a hard thing about kids. It's like when... When is it going to be the last time? When is it going to be the last time? And what, you don't yeah. want to not... Is he, is he ever going to wake me up at 2am because he needs a hug again? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I walk the tentative line of, is he even going to still call me Mama Bex in a month? Or a year? Like, yeah. is he still going to see me as that? Like, you know, it's I, very... I, I still pick the boys up because... Well, especially T. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's four... Yeah. Almost. At some point, he's never going to ask to, me to pick him up. I know. I know. And I don't... It's, yeah, you don't want to miss the last time. I, wanna, no. I, wanna, I don't want to... I don't want him to ask me to pick him <laughs> up. And I say no. And that's the last time he ever asks me. Do you know what I hope is the first and the last time? Oh, good Lord. T vomited all over me the other day. Yeah, well... We walked in the door to a shop... And I was looking at where I wanted to go, and I just felt wetness wet on my pants, like on my knees and my feet. And I look down, and T is just vomiting. I was holding him, so he vomited down my shirt, down my arm, down my jeans. And then I kind of put him down, and he just kept going. And I was like, right. So then I called you, and you came and got him. And then I was just left standing in the door of this shop with vomit all over the floor. So everyone thinks I vomited. I was like, no, this was my four-year-old. Let's clarify here. And then we, like, so we drive home, me in my bra, because I've had to take my shirt off so I don't throw up. All I can smell is vomit. We've stripped him off. Driving home. And we got home and I was like, you know, this is one of those moments, kid, where we are both getting in the shower. Like, I typically don't shower with them as a rule because I just don't want to deal with they go home to their mother. And like, I had a shower with Mama Bex and she's like, you did what? Like, I don't want to deal with that moment. 
But in this case, I was like, you know, I will deal with that moment if it means I don't have to smell like vomit for one second longer. And I'm obviously not going to leave him outside the shower covered in vomit. That wouldn't be being a good human either. Yeah. Um, I even offered, I was like, you can just have a bath. But he didn't want a bath. He wanted a shower. So, you know, then he and I are like, to be fair, I think I got in the shower and like rinsed off and then he got in. Like we didn't even really shower together because I was still like boundaries. Yeah. Um, but, ooh. <laughs> like, you know, and it's gross when it's a four-year-old's vomit. Like it's, there's it's, a lot of it and it stinks and. It's so bad. Like it, it is so like, bad. Like see, you had gastro a couple months ago. And that was gross, but it wasn't terrible. Like, he projectile vomited on me, but that was not the same thing. This was... And this was in a shop, and now I'm like, can I ever show my face in this shop again? Are they going to remember me? And this is gross, but it's like the difference between baby poo and toddler poo. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole different ballgame So different, and you will not understand that if you're not a parent. (laughs) So, so look, I hope that never happens again. I hope that was a first and a last. Because, yeah. That was so bad. That was really grotty. I just... I mean, you say it's so bad. You weren't even there. I feel bad for him, though, because he was just... He was so surprised I by was, it. I know, and that's what I hate, because it's like he's still young enough they don't realise they're going to throw up. Yeah. I mean, he was good the rest of the week weekend, because obviously what happened was he had fevers, and so with the fever he felt sick, which yeah. is just... Comp- he didn't actually throw up anymore. But then he was good the rest of the weekend. Anytime he thought he was going to be sick, he's like, where's the bucket? Yeah. So he got the idea. He was prepared, yeah. But. After the fact. After the fact. After of he's course. Thrown up. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, you know, washing my shoes and all I mean, clothes. it's not like we would have been prepared for him throwing up anyway. No, I know, but ooh. So gross. so gross. So gross. So bad. I'm sorry to those people in that shop. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So on this happy note. It's been like a month and a half. Have you got a high and have you got a low? A high being the party? Yep. Also, having tea for so long? Mm-hmm. Can I make the low just... And I mean, maybe this sounds strange if you haven't had to deal with changeovers and all of that stress and drama, but having to do a changeover after having them for that long? Yeah just makes it harder and it's so hard to like take them back and not be just like crying while I'm doing it yeah I mean I okay I don't walk into where we do changeover like with tears <laughs> you walk out away sometimes eyes. with tears I will cry on the way there mm-hmm. I sometimes cry after I think I feel like I'm more likely to cry after um but yeah it's just it's just hard so can I make that my low is that okay? Is that okay with you if I can make that my low? Your low can be whatever you want it to be. So I've done my high and my low. So how about you give me your low and then your high? Um, and and vom- being vomited on can't be your low. <laughs> it's definitely not my high. Um, <laughs> my low, like, yeah, probably taking them back today. Which, okay, normally I feel like it would be a sigh of relief oh I just can't wait to like you know have my house back or whatever like definitely there are some weekends that are really hectic with them and I almost like kind of do breathe that sigh of relief of oh okay I can just get everything back in order it's never a relief that they're gone but it's just okay I can 
organize again. Get yeah, get back to kind of our routine or whatever. But like, you know, this week was exhausting, and having to take T to daycare when he didn't want to go was really hard. He didn't want to go, and it was really hard to take him and force him. Um, but like, yeah, it's hard saying goodbye, and it's hard when they're sick. And I mean, my the hardest thing for me is that he got back to a place with me this week of knowing who I am in his life. I'm not his mum, and it's not that he sees me as the replacement, but I'm absolutely a mum figure to him. Yeah. And, you know, this week, that's yeah. what I was. I was the one, you know, being there with him, and when he was sick, I was the one awake with him and cuddling him and just being with him. And, I mean, obviously you were here too, but, like... It's just the different relationship. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, and he even got back to a place of acknowledging that I existed in front of his mother, which he hasn't done for months now, ever since there was a lot of pushback on how he referred to me and how he saw me. He just literally doesn't acknowledge that I exist in front of her. And that changed this week. So, you know, we were in a situation where we were all in the same place and he still acknowledged me. And it's been really hard for me to deal with. Is that going to go back to that again? Mm. Like now that he's home. And I hope that he's not punished for it. But I worry he will be. Um, And so that's really... It's heavy to deal with. It's it's heavy to deal with all of that. And it's hard to think, yeah, like, are we going to FaceTime them this week? And he's going to go back to pretending I'm not here. Which just sucks. <laughs> it just really does. Yeah. And it's the conundrum of being a stepmom that you will sacrifice everything to be with your babies. And then once again you'll be reminded they're not your babies. In any way, shape or form. Yeah. So that sucks. So what's your high then? Well, we had red velvet cake. <laughs> we had one. <laughs> Um, I don't know. C is just really funny. <laughs> it's kind of a low, but it's definitely a high. Like, he's 10 months old now. He's just so funny. And he's such a little boy. Like, he just... I caught him today crawling around the house with a car in his hand. And he does this funny, like, he pulls his face in and goes, blah, 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 blah. And, like, like yeah, he his bobs his head up and down. And, like, creates a double chin. me up and he just wants to be in everything he had a full-blown tantrum when Elle was in the hospital because Elle, I got Elle an ice block and I let yeah. C have a little taste and then I didn't give him the rest so he literally had a tantrum until I had to go and get him one um, how dare you give in to your child's tantrums I don't know how to reason with a 10 month old unfortunately well I don't know how to reason with a 4 year old yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, he's a character, and he's really funny, and he's just learning all the things, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be amazing. <laughs>